There we fucking go. I'm going to go the opposite. Usually I start with claps and then go with woos. I think I'm going to do woos. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I'm so sure Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 108th episode of I'm So Surecast. That's right. That's right, folks. I'm your host, Tim Early. I'm here with Tim Sullivan. Hello, everybody. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. How you doing? I'm great. How are you, buddy? Not bad. Not bad. Um, just real quick. Oh, very important stuff. Oh, uh, for the past 30 seconds or so, it's been really, I've been trying to figure this out. Oh, you have a bottle of Tums. Yes. You take one of them out. Is that a Tum? I think it's a Tum. Or is it a Tums? Because the, the brand is Tums. Right. It's like saying, can you pass me a Cheez-It or is it still a Cheez-Its? I guess I guess that's yeah, I guess that's correct. I don't know. I like I like a singular singular plural kind of dynamic. So I'd I'd go with Tom. I think it should be Tom, but I mean I don't make the rules. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, well, I think not, it probably is Tom. Not China. So what's up, dude? Huh? Oh, not much, buddy. Not much. I can't tell if I'm getting fat. Or if all my clothes are just getting smaller. I think my clothes have been shrinking so long, but now I'm getting fat. I've also had uh, mostly gluten and mostly uh, carbs, because those are usually usually the same thing. Yeah, uh, gluten is usually free in a lot of restaurants, too. So it's hard to it's hard to turn down that offer. Everyone's Which offering I free gluten. I don't get, dude, because I went... When I was in California once, I went to this like really nice, healthy place, right? This is a giant cop. They had all gluten-free shit. Yep. So I like loaded up my tray thinking, oh, this is going to be fucking cheap as fuck. All the gluten's free. Right. Dude, lunch ended up costing me like 65 bucks. <laughs> oh, that is a pain when they charge you for gluten. But uh, honestly, Calif- California's food sucks. One... I mean, I disagree with that, but yeah, let's see where you're going with this. Well, obviously, everything's a generalization, right? You can come up with specifics. Right. Uh, but P- pizza in, in, in California, probably not that good. Pizza's awful. Chinese food, awful. Uh, first of all, the Mexican o- food, fantastic. Yeah, because you're basically in Mexico. But yeah, that's a good point. So the only good food in California is the food from the country next door. But, um, dude... It's all this macrobiotic crap, which is fine if that's what you're into. I'm sure if you're a vegan, you love it out there. Or even a vegetarian. But I don't know. I'm like a... Or even an ovo-lacto-vegetarian. Right. Whatever that is. Um, whatever the new made-up diet is today. But What is that he takes part in not the meat nor the milk of anything with a face? Wait, is that real? It's from Scott Pilgrim vs. World. <laughs> I partake not in the meat, nor the breast milk, nor the ovum of any creature with a face. Short answer, being vegan just makes you better than most people. Bingo. Oh, I like that, I guess. That's the the guy with the white hair. Because he's a vegan. So he right. has special, special powers. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does his, and, he's, he cr- and he's really arm. good at bass. Yes. That's the guy that played uh, Superman in that one that nobody liked. That is, that's correct. That's actually funny you said that. Didn't put that together until this very moment, folks. Uh, but yeah, California's food. I, you, but I'm biased. I hate California. Here's the thing, too, though, is I I do enjoy. I mean, here I am eating. I love going to California. Meeting meatball pizzas and fucking baking loaves of bread every day and eating like goddamn fried chicken because I'm an asshole, right? Right. 
but I do enjoy a good, clean, healthy meal. And I can much... It does make you feel better. It does. And I can find that much easier in California than I can here, which makes me happy. But if I was there. It's it's all a mixed blessing, though, because so if that's what you're looking for, it's great. But if you're looking for really good pizza... You're fucked. You're fucked. So it's all a trade-off. Right. And um, the thing is, you can always make yourself healthy meals. If you're going to go healthy, you got to just... True. You got to make yourself meals. That's kind of the thing that sucks, though, is if you want to be healthy, yes, you, you can't do anything meals. last minute. You can't do anything last minute. It all takes so fucking long. It's just... It's a bitch, dude. It's a bitch. Here's what bothers me about California. You know what else is a bitch, though? Dying. Mmm. That is true. But um, California geographically probably prettiest place arguably in the world. It has I would agree it with has that. everything. Yes, the landscapes Fantastic. are just gorgeous. Huge fan of the state itself geographically. Yeah, I always say I don't know if I always say this, but there was a time where me and Chris Ring drove from L.A. to Lake Tahoe. Yep, which is quite the scenic route, might I say? Did you go PCH? Uh, no, we didn't, because I don't think it works that way. Mm. But, um, fucking easily one of the best things I've ever done in my life. It was fantastic. The views, unreal. You're you're driving through plains. Yeah. All of a sudden, 20 minutes later, you're in a snowy mountain. Even right, though there was right. no, no snow 20 fucking minutes ago. Yep. And the pine cones are fucking huge, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, it's the only, it's like one of the only states where you can ski, snowboard, and surf and in the, in the same week and grow weed, right outside. But uh, but yeah, so huge fan of California physically, mm. right? It's like California to me is like a beautiful woman, yes, who is so dumb and empty and just evil mm. that after a while her looks just aren't enough to seduce me to live with her, right? But um, right, dude. And I'm basically talking about the. Mid to southern portion of the state. Uh-huh. Northern California is fine. It's mostly agrarian. It's really peaceful. Southern California, they just fucking ruined it, dude. You go into LA, right? And you are seeing seedy, dirty fucking people in Elmo and Spider Man costumes, and it's just all gross. And then you drive to West Hollywood to get brunch, and you're like, all right, all right. And then you keep driving a little bit, then you're in Bel Air and the Palisades and Beverly Hills, and you're like, wow, look at all these freaking houses. Then you're like, there's no normal people that live here. Right. If you make 140K, where do you live if you're in LA? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know either. Do they keep them underground? I don't know. Maybe that's what Elon's doing. And then everybody is so boring. It's the only, like, if you if you live in Massachusetts, right? And I'm not defending this shit in any state. But if you live in the Bay Area and you, you know, you now get this, a gig on Broadway, people go, oh my God, that's fucking amazing. But if you're in California, it's like everybody has the same plan. It's like, why would a guitar player want to move to a place where everybody plays guitar? You know what I mean? You're just lost in a sea of G-strings. And B strings and E strings. But like, I feel like I get that that's where the industry is. So that's where people go, but it doesn't make for interesting people. If you're stuck next to someone at a bar in LA, 
It's like a guaranteed narcissist that's there to follow his dream. It's like, ugh, folks, shut up. <clears throat> shut up. Folks, I understand what I get what he's saying. Like, I get that every now and again, there's a pharmacist living in LA that goes to a bar that you could sit next to and you go, oh, wow, this guy's a wife and kids in a normal life. But like 99%, it's just going to be some fucking self-obsessed ne'er-do-well with big dreams and saggy tits because she's been waitressing for 40 years. Jesus Christ. It's just depressing. Dude, I was going to bring up a really some something that irked me, and I can't remember what it was. And now mm. I, I lost my phone. So You lost your phone? Where the fuck is it, dude? I don't know like you get to fuck? this uh, But yeah. Jesus. But Christ. so, in breaking news. Yeah, why don't you break? I got engaged this Jesus weekend. Christ, folks, he did. Yeah. That's actually true. He didn't now make that off up. Off market, ladies. <laughs> yeah, whoa. Oh, press a button. Okay. But uh, yeah, so now I'm on my way. Do you want to... Um... Exiting bachelorhood. Just kidding. Do you want to embellish on how you got there or no? No. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's fine. Went to the Cape. How much do you make before taxes <laughs> every year? Went to the Cape. I, I do think as a rule, as society's rule makers should enshrine into law is that when someone asks what you make, you have to tell them after taxes. It would humble everybody. Yeah, that would be great. Um. But uh, yeah, went up to the old Cape Cod house, and then I uh, we went to dinner, came back, I started a fire, and then I just did it. What did you burn down? Um, just a bunch of old pallets and stuff in the living room. You guys keep pallets in your living room? Yeah, that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, thank God she didn't want anything public because Jeez. I would have felt like such a douche thank if God, I was in a restaurant. And I knew people were going to be eavesdropping, and I'd have to like sound way more eloquent than I am. And then I would have had to come up with a thing because I knew people were listening, and I wouldn't want to sound stupid. But then I would over rehearse it and sound totally contrived. And then she would pick up on that and be like, "Ew, this is a right. gross proposal, right, dude." So That's it a good worked point. out really well that she wanted a private thing. Well, I'm proud of you, dude. Good hey, job. Hey, thanks. Um, I guess I'll read that I we got a uh, email from our um, our anonymous listener. Oh, this just in anonymous email number one for the day has come through, and it is entitled "Unbiased Opinion." I love that. That's an oxymoron. And I'm assuming Moron! this is. I mean, obviously, this is in uh, response to our live set that we did six Epra, where and he goes. Sounds great. Great vocals, too. Your originals are good. If I get sick of them, I'll just play a Toadies album at 0.75x. And then he says, Mrs. Robinson, though? Ugh. And then that's that's the Let anonymous emailer. Is. I'm not going to keep it to myself, but... Yeah, uh, it's always the same person. All right. I think I know who it is. Did you see it was in no. the answer that I just showed you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got it. Fucking idiot. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think that was the only email... That was the only email we got, folks. Didn't we have an email from like last week or something? Oh wait, what is this? Oh wait. Oh yeah, yeah. From a from a different anonymous from a source. Okay. That is not the usual anonymous source, from folks. A, it's a impartial opinion. It's titled listener email. 
Ooh, way to stand out. Um, do you want to read it? No, you go ahead. Oh, fuck. Saw how long it was and didn't want to. Hello, Trent Tims. I preface this to say this is mostly ramble. I'm e- emailing you because you asked listeners to do so. So here I am, which makes sense. That's a good yeah, point. Yeah, I love it. Happy holidays to you. Hope you're well. I have thoroughly enjoyed your political content. Ooh. And though I'm left-leaning, I have agreed with a lot of it. Wow. I agree with a lot of the media bullshit and the fact that the younger generation wants everything for free. Fuck that. Wow. He's got a good point. Why don't they work for something for a change? Good point. Helicopter parents have groomed the next generation to never have to earn a thing in their life. Dumb idiots. This is where my... <laughs> This is where my ramble ends. COVID blows. Live your life. Enjoy the holidays. And I'm looking forward to future episodes. He's absolutely right. Well, that's very nice. I'm sure he said episodes. What a fucking idiot. Oh, I love that. Well, I know who who wrote that. And uh, much appreciated. I know your listenership is um, pretty much very, very frequent, which we like. And also, this is why I like to... Not that I want to be, you know incendiary or make people upset. Right. But the upside to barfing your dumb opinions in a podcast is if people hate it, they'll write in and let you know. But either way, they're exercising their involvement with the show. That's true. And if they like it, then of course we're just affirming what they already believe and that turns them on and they may write in to tell us to keep it up. Right. So it's like you'd rather be You'd rather be a D minus or an A minus because if you're just a C plus and nobody's getting ticked off or excited, then what's the point? Right. Not that we want to tick people off. No, that's not the goal here. Right. But I'm just saying. That's a good point. But that's a that's a very uh, that's very nice email that we got there. I also have this long standing thing where somebody named Donald, who must be older, must have gave out my number as his number because I get lots of calls for a Donald. Huh. A lot of the time, it's a uh, guy with a southern draw. He goes, hi, is Donald there? And I go, nope. And he goes, well, maybe you can help me. And I just go, no. Nope. I don't know who said that. <laughs> but I got a text today. It says, Donald, just one mug right before bedtime will help you shed 30 pounds right before Xmas is? Question mark? Come on, man. What? And then it's a link. But I love how it's Xmas is? Question mark. You like what that shit, dude? Yeah, that's right. You like that? Ah. <sighs> Wow, we are fucking loaded with content today. I hope people call in and write in more often. What do you think? Of, yeah, please, actually, though. Seriously, it's dot the dot tims at gmail.com. What do you think of the meatballs, dude? Great meatballs. Are you kidding? You like them? Yeah, I like that size meatballs, too, because they're harder to fuck up. I like that you like my meatball size, dude. Yeah. They're great for subs. It's kind of a, uh, you know, it can be... A little controversial when it comes to meatballs. Mm-hmm. I also feel like I need to get that fucking stuff that makes your brain better because I'm always searching for words. I spend so much Why time just searching for words all the time. We ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Somebody called Joe Rogan. Um, what was I saying? That you uh, always forget what you want to say. Right. Okay. So meatballs, dude. Yes. So a lot of people will fry their meatballs in a frying pan or they'll bake them and then they'll put them in the sauce. Why are we wasting this seven pounds of meat? Which is my exact thought. So what I do is I make the sauce and then I just put the balls raw in the sauce. So they bake in the sauce. And cook them in the sauce for fucking like 12 hours. Oh my God, I love that. And then it just sucks up all that flavor, dude. 
Well, dude, you can tell because they taste excellent. Tastes like meatballs. Yeah. Also, recently just started. I switched over from doing an only beef meatball to a beef veal pork meatball. Interesting. It seems. Oh, if, if you if you if, if you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask? Pig fuck. How? What's the choice. ratio? Just thirds? Yeah, I do thirds. Roughly thirds. If if I have to choose more of something, I'll just put more beef. I mean, veal's good, huh? Veal is pretty fucking good. Those little sons of bitches. Baby calf. Yeah. Or that's that's, right. that's that was retu- right. That's that's tautology. Idiot. Um, I wonder what the thing was that I was going to say that I can't think of. Mm. That I was going to be like, oh, I hate when this happens, and you were going to be like, yep. <laughs> uh, was it get. regarding the how you cook the meatballs? No, no, it was something completely unrelated. Dude, today I actually I actually worked today. Dude, so tell me I about was this. Much less mindful of of the world outside. Usually, uh-huh. I'm just enraptured in Twitter and the news cycle. Right, dude. I don't really have because I was gonna say like typically I could bail us out by going oh I know it's what do you think about this topical thing going around but I I wasn't really attentive today fuck but I mean I, it was the there's the Jill Biden thing that was pretty funny Jill, Dr. Jill Biden Doctor Jill actually why don't you guys write us in do you think if you are not if you can't write prescriptions right so you're not an MD you're not a psychiatrist. Should you be wielding around the title doctor merely for having a PhD in a soft discipline like education? I think it is the My most answer's pompous, no. made-up bullshit I've ever seen. I used to have professors that would put doctor, Dr. Schwalski. Actually, he was a great guy, so I'm not shitting on him, but I would always call him professor. Not even to be a dick, just because... Let's go, hey, buddy. I don't know. I just fucking... I don't like the idea that you have the same title as a guy who saves somebody's life after being in a car accident. If you never had to tell a family, hey, I'm sorry, uh, we did all we could do, but your son passed away, or you've never been able to tell a family, hey, guess what? I saved your family member's life. You are not on par with them. So it's not your fault that they chose doctor to mean anybody with a field of study that leads to a, a PhD, but they should be different. And uh, by calling yourself doctor, you're it's presumptuous. People are going to be like, oh, the actual doctor? So just stop. It's the colossus of clout. You know what you can do? You can say Jill Biden, comma, PhD. So you can still, if because obviously you're super insecure about your bona fides being noticed by people because you're a classist. Bona so fides. you can always put PhD after your name. Doctor. And by the way, this goes to who fucking cares, man. Right. Do I put do I put bachelor's degree after my name every I'm a bachelor, Tim Early. Yeah, you should. No, I fucking shouldn't because I'm not a piece of shit. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. I don't know. And honestly, I'm not worked up by the fact that she puts doctor. But then when they became when it became a thing, I knew exactly what side of that controversy I was gonna be on. Right, because now you're sexist because you don't think she should say she's a doctor. Yeah. When she's and not a doctor. Here's where, for the left and right, because there's a ton of crybabies on both sides. The thing is, what the fuck was I just going to say? Maybe you should get the Joe Rogan pill that I need that I can't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. He does have a pill like that. Right. Dude, I really did just space it. But um, I guess as soon as you take it, you just like unconsciously forfeit the rights to your podcast to Spotify. That's what I've heard. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. 
you can't simultaneously brag about being strong and emboldened and empowered and then also whine about people making fun of you. You can't have it both ways. You can't say, oh, yes, I'm a strong leader and I'm super impressive. And then the second somebody like mocks you, you freak the fuck out and need to tell all of your friends to go on TV and defend you. Right. That doesn't show strength. It shows weakness. You know what I mean? He's got a point. Fuck, he has a point, folks. Fuck. Uh, anyways, what else is new? What else? What else? I was thinking, what else? I was thinking that, too. Yeah, Gargoyle. I wonder what if else? I love how Gargoyle was so uh, run down looking that the first question I was going to ask isn't, I wonder if she works at Wendy's. It was going to be, I wonder if she's still alive. <laughs> is that, that Wendy's is still there, right? I think so. Oh, but the Papa Gino's is now a, I mean, the Pizza Hut is now a KFC, I think. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. They, but fuck them. They never even had PH3s anyways. I know, dude. Fuck. Why was Pizza Hut so unpopular? Because Pizza Hut's not good. How much of a dent do you think uh, Chipotle put in the Taco Bell market? Or do you think they kind of coexist in a, in a weird way? That's a... I mean, they, they literally coexist. Weirdly complex question. Um, but like, is it like Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts where you just have people that take sides? Or did a like fifty percent of Taco Bell's market share just become exclusively Chipotle now? Oh, you did say Taco Bell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I think that they probably lost f- probably fifty percent of their market share. Yeah, I'd say so. Because there's some people that just still want to buy cheap, shitty Taco Bell for fucking ninety-seven cents. Right. It's still cheap. But there's some people that are getting Taco Bell because they want Mexican food. Right. But now they can just get Chipotle, which is way better. Yeah, that's true. See, I I do like Chipotle. Me too. But um, I don't get I don't get the obsession. I don't think it's that great. I don't think it's that. You know what, dude? Chick Fil A. You know what? I've never even had Chick Fil A. It's okay. Yeah. I don't know why people shit and piss their fucking pants over. Especially for fast food. It's I've gone three times because people claim it's the best thing. Yep. And each time I go, I'm just like, "Ah, it's not like that good though. Yeah. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. The best part about Chipotle, or not Chipotle, fuck, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Is the service. The service is unreal. Well, that's nice. They'll be like, all right, uh, all right, why don't you pull, or they'll ask like for your name. You're like, oh, my name's Tim. And then like you pull up, they're like, Tim, what's going on today, man? How you doing? Oh, that's nice. You're like, I'm great. They're like, I got this food coming out for you. It's, you got this sandwich with this drink, a order of fries and this. And you're like, yep, that's what I got. He's like, awesome, bro. It'll be right out. And you're like, great. And then he gives you, he goes, here you go, Tim. Have a great day. Love your car. And you're like, thanks, dude. So, so much fucking positivity comes out of this guy. Do they train their workers to be very gregarious? Yeah, I think that's part of their thing. It's not like gargoyle at Wendy's. Well, they can give an extra, what else? An extra um, if, if you took 100 and divided it by seven, what's that equal? If you take 100 and divided it by seven? Yeah. Do you want me to do it or are you, um, you like smart enough to know? I'm going to say that's probably, probably... Okay, 14. So they have an extra 14% worth of positivity and energy to give because they're closed on Sundays. Oh, that's right. So, right. You know what I'm saying? So they have extra positivity, so they just sprinkle it in throughout the week. He's absolutely right. Where if they worked on Sundays, you'd notice that they're kind of like not at quite as positive as they used to be. Right, because they know that no matter what, no one's working on Sunday. Right. You can't use all your fucking positivity in one day, dude. You got to spread it out. Mm, that's a good point. Well, I've never been to Chick-fil-A. 
But the thing is, I noticed, and I, yeah, I, I would say, oh, you've got to go, dude, but you fucking really don't. But also, I don't actually like food that much. Like, let me specify. Right. Okay. Do the you, food I like. Do you I, think that coffee and cigarettes are considered food? Uh, no, those are more like a religion to me. Those are more like music. Gotcha. Like, it's like a hobby. Right. No, let me clarify. The food I do like, I really like. That give meatball me a, sub, for instance. Okay. Yeah, give me three more examples. Uh, Papa Gino's, love pizza. Ooh. Obsessed with it. Yeah. Uh, bread. Don't even get me started. Yeah. Bread. Um, but. Well, I think I, you still, well, I think you still had one or two more, I, I believe. One more. I like Fruit Loops. Okay. Uh, tuna fish sandwich. What's so fucked, dude? Oh. Is that you hate cheese, but you love pizza. Yeah, that's a thing though. Matt Boucher is the same way. Um, Colin Quinn, whom I just read his book. Um, I, I meant to say whom I listened to, but I also just read his book, so I cut myself off. Um, <laughs> he's the same way. He's he actually said in his book he his favorite food is pizza, but he hates cheese. I don't know. There's something about it. It's like um, I don't I don't know how to explain it. Let me think. It's like people that hate Tyler Perry. But they liked him in the movie Gone Girl. It's like there's certain times where you go, oh, they went that bad, you know. Anne Hathaway, hot or not? Well, all right. So we're not playing. Would you do her? No, because obviously the answer is yes. It's is she hot or not? Hot is such a loaded term. Um, would you? Okay, fuck, dude. It's tough. Yeah, I mean, I'd say she's hot. She doesn't do it for me. But if I saw her commit a crime and the cop showed up to the scene and he was like, describe what you saw, describe the girl. I'd be like, she was hot. She was, you know what I mean? It's more like objective than emotional. Right. Okay. So I think, I think she's hot in the way that someone with one arm would also be described to the cop as someone with one arm. It's just a fact, not a feeling. That's a good point. But I like um, how you put that. Good job, dude. Thanks, man. But she does annoy me. Uh, but luckily for her, you cannot weigh in personality when discussing someone's hot. So that's why people think I, people thought I was sexist when I said that. Think, but think about what a service that does to the girls with shitty personalities. Right. Oh my god. There's so many girls that are smoking fucking hot that if I w- had to talk to them for more than ten minutes, I would just blow my fucking brains out. Right. So they they benefit from my system. Are like you know what? And these girls think that guys are shallow, and they're like, "Oh, well, if a girl's hot, they'll fucking do anything for her." And it's like, sure, man, that's true for like ten minutes, right? And then we go, "Wait a minute, something's happening." And then our brains are like, "Wait, I think you're being duped." And I'm like, "Wait, I think I'm being duped too." And then you're like, "Why is my brain having a conversation with myself?" It's the same thing. And then you just leave because you're like, "Something happened when I'm near that girl. I don't like it." Right, right. And that that flips too. So from like 16 to 27, girls have all the power on their side when it comes to the world of sex. Let's bring that let's let's narrow this. You said 16 to 27. Yeah, but when I meant 16, I I I meant with 16-year-old well, boys. Well, I was which is funny is I wasn't even going to touch the 16. Okay, okay. I was going to, which is f- hilarious. You want to just get past that to keep it non-creepy. I was going to bring the 27 to like 24. 
Right. So let's say from 18 to 24. Perfect. So they run the whole scene. Who the runs the world? Girls. Okay. Says the woman whose awful sound that is was written by like 17 men. But the thing about it is from 18 to 24, girls just sit there. Obviously, there's boys they like that they want to impress. But for the most part, girls just sit there. And the guys, it's the guy's job to impress them. Right. Right. Any, right. any decent looking girl can get laid whenever they want. That's true. Even ugly, obese women, if they stick around long enough past last call, they can get laid. But the idea is they have all the power. It's all the guys. Guys are the ones talking constantly about getting laid. They go out to bars with this idea in their mind every night they go to the bar that they're going to bag a hottie or even a decenty. <laughs> and the a girls, roomie. So a lot of girls can afford to just be boring bitches for those six years because all they have to do is sit back, kind of cross their arms and say, what do you got for me? What's your sales pitch? And then they can just choose whom they sleep with. And then around like 25, yeah, some of their friends start getting married and have houses. And like the super hot mechanic with a six pack starts being less sexy and the 33-year-old accountant with a dad bod starts to become, like, really attractive to them. Right. And then they go, oh, I got to, like, actually find a mate and, like, settle down, and this whole, like, boyish charm thing doesn't really work for me anymore. Right. So then they go, I I want someone more serious. Then they look around, and all these dudes are like, oh, no, I'm either already married or... I'm 30 now, making a ton of money compared to five years ago, and now I can actually bang girls I want to bang. So you actually don't need you anymore. Sorry. Right. And then it all flips, and then they go, fuck, I got to start impressing some of these 33-year-old dudes. And then they know what it's like to be a 21-year-old man. That's, folks, I mean, can we? So the power dynamic shifts. In that. <sighs> so the goal, ladies. Right, dude. And dudes, but the goal for ladies should be uh, sleep with all the hot dudes you want to sleep with, and then around like 24, 25, just start like being more picky and like work on a guy that you stand longer than a week and right. like, maybe try to get in a relationship. Right, dude. Good advice, man. And then you'll never suffer from being a 35-year-old woman at a bar trying to impress a, dot, a guy. I've also noticed uh, like, you know, from the age of 20... From from eighteen to twenty four ish, yeah. Right, I'm like, dude, I'll do fucking anything to just bang anybody. Yeah, I'm like, I will stay at this bar until four in the morning and talk to this like random fucking girl that's not interesting. If I yep. if I might be able to bang her, right? it's like being bitten by a zombie. Like you can't you can't help it. Right, like it's it's literally irrational. Then suddenly you hit like twenty seven, and then you're like, oh. and some like pretty good looking girl text you at like i don't know like midnight this is a giant cock midnight 30 right <laughs> yeah and she's like hey uh my parents are out of town or whatever or maybe she has her own place who fucking cares she's like why don't you come over like right fucking now and then you kind of are like well i'm 27 and you look at your watch and you're like it's fucking midnight 30 I'm already in my jammies. I'm like 25 minutes into this episode of, you know, Lost. And you just text her back and you, no, nah, I'm all set. 
because you just don't. Dude, it's, it's so true. That's what I mean. It it almost is like a brain switch, right? We just went, don't now, fucking care. Now the girl calls and she's like, "Hey, I'm in lingerie. Why don't you come over?" And you're just like, <sighs> then and then you go, "Oh, I could watch The Office till three in the morning and fall asleep on my Chase Lounge." Oh yeah. And the whole thing just flips. That's right, when you realize you have the power. Right. When you're turning down sex to sleep in and watch TV. One girl said uh, it, was, it was like 11. It would have been a t- about a 20-minute drive, 25 minutes maybe. And she's like, oh, why don't you come over, you know, this and that. And I'm like, you you're know a big what? Guy. It's a little late. I think I'm just going to stay in. And she goes, just so you know, if you say no now, I will never give you this opportunity ever again. And I said, all right. I'm all set. Ah. Staying home. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. It really does just switch. Right. I think I think a big problem that some of these younger girls now are having is the guys now, based on all their signals, like look like look, they're all marked the sharks now. They're all these beta male pussies that have no idea what women are actually attracted to. Because... Wait, you figured that out? They live... Well, yeah, I know what... I've always known what girls are attracted to. I just haven't been it. Right. But I've always known. <laughs> I can see a guy that looks like Chris Hemsworth walking in a bar and go, yeah, they, they like that. Right. And right. a guy that's cool and plays, you know, that's not overzealous, just kind of go with the flow... Um, but there's also needs to be an element. This is what these people don't understand. The fucking, I don't know if you even remember this, but like two years ago, there was this big thing, how baby it's cold outside was like, quote, rapey. Oh yeah, dude. And they made these stupid, John Legend made a version that little, I almost had to pull over to puke outside my window. It is so bothersome. (sighs) First of all, only square pussies think baby it's cold outside is rapey. Have you, and it's only old white squares, have you listened to a fucking rap song? You fucking lame <laughs> squares. Go fuck yourself. Oh, that sucks so rapey. It's like, oh, you're so lame. You're a trendy moron. Somebody on like BuzzFeed or whatever stupid cat blog you read said something about babies cold outside. And then like the little fashionable foot soldier you are, you just marked in lots, lockstep and just went like, oh yeah, that song's, but that song's problematic. But the problem is, that's exactly what I'm saying. Baby, it's cold outside. If you listen to it, I listen to it every year around Christmas time. Of course. <laughs> I don't listen to it in July. Um, actually, not even a huge fan of the song, but I listen to it. The whole thing is basic sexual tension one-on-one. I'm not saying be a creep and like kidnap a girl during a snowstorm, but that's not what the song's about. The song is about... That there needs to be an element of, there needs to be a sexual threat. Not like an explicit threat, but like, you know, you need to be somewhat sexually threatening in the sense where this woman goes, this guy wants to have sex with me. Because in order right. for them to be turned on, they need to know that you're not a fucking asexual, amorphous little pussy like Mark the Shark. Well, and that's what all these people are now. If you have a problem, baby, it's cold outside. It means you have a problem with not being a huge pussy in front of women. I'd be surprised if anyone's still listening to this and they have a problem with that song. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, all right, what are you going to say? Well, so a couple things. 
Oh. Okay. One, of course, she's. Of course, it's a playful thing, dude. Yeah, and by the way, just just for full disclosure, I'm not nothing. I meant about sexual threatening meant anything physical. It's the it's the sexual tension right. in the air. There needs to be tension. Well, it's almost like. Am I gonna? Do I not make it? It's almost kiddish in a way, where like you're hanging out with that girl. It's getting late. She's like, oh, I should go. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can go. And then she's like, well, the mail's still a little bit longer, though. And then, like, you keep doing that for, like, five hours. Right. right? Nothing bad happened there, but you guys were just enjoying each other's time. Because so they both want to bang. That's why she hasn't right. left. Secondly, He's dude. convincing. He's persuading her. He's not. It's not, baby, I'm locking the door and pop and, and slashing your tires. He's convincing her to stay. She's like, oh, you're making really good points. I'm actually going to stay. The whole thing is about consent if you want to play that stupid game. Well, and that kind of goes with this as well, where if it is rapey, dude, if I'm if I if there's a microphone in the room, right? And some guy's like, hey, you know, it's cold outside. And you're like, I really can't stay. It's like, ah, but it's cold outside, right? I'm not if I'm actually worried for my life or afraid he's gonna rape me, I'm not gonna start harmonizing with him, dude. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> no, I know. But the whole thing. I mean, there's a bunch of theories on this. I'm not going to speculate because I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about education. Just kidding. But the um, there's a lot of theories on the pussification of America. So one is the obvious thing. A lot of science, too. Yeah. Well, the science is, sorry, this is just the science. And I may be wrong. There's probably women rolling their eyes being like, Baseless claim. Nothing. Baseless claim. All right. Here's the science, okay? When a woman is pregnant, Right. Mm-hmm. Hormonally, you, if you're pregnant, you want a more comforting figure. You are no longer at that time hormonally attracted to an aggressive alpha male, right? Because you're already pregnant. Right. Okay. So you're not in heat, as they would say. Right. So you're more prone to like a guy that's like kind of sweet and non-threatening if you're a pregnant woman, right? Yes, that may, that sounds so that sounds right. What birth control does is it tricks your hormones into a first trimester type experience. Is that science? It tricks, yeah, that's what birth control is. It tricks your body into thinking it's pregnant. Okay. So therefore, all of these girls on birth control are now attracted to that pussified, comforting guy that wears slippers and sweaters and just tells you how great you are. And then they get older, and then they go, what? No, that guy was so fucking lame. Interesting. And then they go, I'm stuck with this fucking guy that's a beta male pussy? Interesting theory, dude. So now you have an entire generation of guys flirting with pregnant women. Not literally pregnant, right? But hormonally Just, pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Imagine if there were a bunch of five-week pregnant women at a bar. That's going to be a lot different trying to the the pickup lines you're going to use, right? Than if there are five non. Pregnant women. So uh, you come here often? Oh my god, I don't even care. Just fucking get away. Like, from baby, me. it's cold outside. If that if that woman was like a month pregnant, she, the car would already be started, and she go, "No, go fuck yourself." Right. And you would just hear tires peeling out. Right. 
So again, don't attack me for the. It's not even my theory. I've read. I read about it in a book. In a book. But um, yeah. So all these guys are now marked the sharks, and I don't think women like that. And I don't know what women want. I just know they don't like that. I mean, you, folks, he's making a good point. You got to agree. You don't have to agree, but you should. Oh. <laughs> Squeaker. That's like one of those farts when you're driving in the car. No. Ah, can't do it. You can do it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so for a quick little no lockdown story, it's not really a story, but it's okay. a little. Watch this no lockdown segment. A little deadly. No more lockdown. No more government overreach. Uh, so we were in Cape Cod this week, and as I previously said, as I aforementioned, <laughs> or aforementioned, depending on what you want to pronounce. Um, but we went to a bar on Sunday, which is the first day these new stricter lockdowns were implemented in, right? Okay, that sounds about right. Yes. So we were like, ah, we almost didn't even go out to eat anywhere because you're like, oh, it's going to be so fucking lame because this is the new thing that says you need to wear your mask literally in between bites. Even while you're biting. In between bites and sips. Right. Yeah, it's not even in between. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So it's not in between chews. It's in between bites. So you bite it, put the mask up, and then you and then you masticate it. Jesus right? Christ. Ah, oh, the word masticate. That's a word, huh? Yeah, that's a great word. But the... um, uh, But then we go into this bar... That's like this pub. Hey, when it, you're a realtor, you know all the lame terms. Yeah. Is up, is nautical used to just describe the decor or is like the kind of exposed beam like a ship also considered nautical? Ooh, that's a fucking really good question. I think man. it's just the decor. Yeah, I don't think an exposed beam makes a place nautical, so <laughs> right. I'd say it would be the decor. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this place kind of looked like a a ship. Okay. You know, like the hull of a ship. Adam ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was so <laughs> fucking funny. We walk in. And so we were already kind of nervous because we're like, oh, is this going to be like super strict and annoying? And we walk in, there's just a bunch of people cozied up at the bar. Nobody's wearing masks. No one has food or drink in front of them yet. And they're just maskless in Seattle. Jesus. And then the, the bartender was the funniest fucking guy, dude. This guy was probably in his mid-50s. And he'd come over with the mask, and then he would pull the mask all the way down below his face. Like, it would be, he'd be tugging it past his chin and just goes, <laughs> yeah, can I get you guys anything? And every time he spoke, he yanked the mask down. It was fucking hilarious. That's fucking awesome. And I was like, I love this place. We stayed there for like an hour and a half. And I just marveled at it. So not really an interesting story, but we'll just um, we'll just lead you out with that. So there is some refuge from the lockdown madness. Yeah. No more lockdown. That's right. No more government overreach. You ugly. <laughs> um, that reminds me of the time like we went to that undisclosed location. Where uh, they were like, "Oh, you have to order food. Oh, right, drink." Right. And then we go in, and he's like, "What can I get you to drink?" And we're like, "Oh, we want this and that." And I was like, "Do we have to get food?" And he's like, "No, dude." And we're like, "All right, nice." He goes, dude. "No, what do I look like? A fucking idiot?" <laughs> I don't know why more people don't do it, dude. 
I honestly don't understand why. What, defy the rules, dude? Well, all right. These aren't even laws, right? They're not. They're suggestions, by the way. So, like, I'm old enough to remember when all these sanctuary cities were a thing that defied actual law on immigration. Right. So you had entire cities say, yeah, no. Uh, you had entire cities refusing to even assign a court date to a guy that, like, fucking raped somebody. So why aren't there cities that go, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm not going to let our entire economy buckle. Um, if you live in Nashville, you can just open. Fuck it. It's a sanctuary city. Why don't they just fucking do that? That's a good point. And here's the other thing, too. So I get into these discussions all the time. I love, I love how I ended the With no yourself? lockdown segment, segment and then just went into no lockdown. But the, um, <laughs> do we open it back up? <laughs> so, uh, no more celebrities telling us. Telling us what we're supposed to feel. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what the hell was it? Oh. Ian, right. sorry. Super, super quick. This will be very quick. Yep. Ian, I want you to email me. No cheating. Um, About the effects of birth control? Those four... Well, I think it's three chords. Those three chords, what they are. Oh, and no more lockdown? Dun, 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 dun. Is that three or four? Uh, I think well, it's three. It's three because the the last one is also the first one. Sure. I can picture it in my head how to play it. On no, the it's piano. not. It's four. Okay. Well, Ian, I want you to text me what they are, or email me. Sorry. Go ahead. Because uh, it has the same. It has the same bass note. I can picture how to play it in my head, but uh, I don't actually. I'm not savvy enough to know it. But the um. So. To play devil's advocate with the mask thing, right? So we live in Massachusetts. Every state that's had strict mask rules has seen an uptick in the last month, which is why we're re-locking down a lot of these places, right? Right. All right. So one, if masks work, why are you closing down restaurants again? All right. Let's just play devil's advocate here. Okay. And then I have a friend that goes... Well, it's because people aren't abiding by the mask rule. To which I say, where the actual fuck have... It is so inconceivable to me to walk anywhere in Massachusetts without every single person wearing a mask. I'm not just saying that. I've never seen a single person walk into an establishment without a mask in the last five months. Uh, If I... If there that person does exist, it's like a rogue guy that's taking his chance. Every single fucking place you go, people are wearing masks. Right, that's true. If you go into a restaurant, they will boot you immediately if you're not wearing a mask. So if anything, the people that are, aren't following the mask rules are the people staying home and gathering, in which case you're tacitly admitting that that's what's causing the spike, not going out to a restaurant. So if it's the people not going out to restaurants and wearing masks, but the people gathering at homes is causing the spike, why are we punishing the restaurants for making them close? It doesn't make any fucking sense. The, this is like, this is honestly, it's like idiocracy. It's like being surrounded by actual morons. It is so frustrating. I'm not even, I'm not even hurt by this. My job's fine. I get the same paycheck. Actually, my company's doing pretty well, but the the callous just dismissal, like there's no consequences to these fucking lockdowns, is starting 
to one, piss me off because it's anti-science, it's anti-truth, which is the most offensive thing about it. And two, it's making these people feel virtuous by ignoring the suffering of the most people that have suffered in my lifetime in America. It is fucking infuriating. So we have something with a 99% survival rate below the age of 70, assuming you're not obese or have comorbidities. So like 99.6. 99% and up of people are fine. And yet 100% of people need to be fucked by these regulations. It's so stupid. No one supporting these anti-lockdowns is going to look good in about five years' time. And it is infuriating to clearly know that. Everything these people say is now the opposite. So uh, a rally uh, against lockdowns is dangerous. A uh, hundred thousand people's uh, shoulder to shoulder at a BLM rally. We're told, literally, we are told by the quote public health officials unquote that those don't cause ticks. That those are safe. These people are buffoons. They're provably stupid. They're totally incompetent. They're ruining the entire economy. And all these people for stupid political reasons because they don't like the politicians or something that go against their beloved public health officials are fucking infuriating. The same people that are upset that some fucking guy's wife who stu- who had enough free time on her hands to get a PhD in education as a doctor are telling you to listen to doctors. It's so inane. I can't fucking stand it. He's and I know angry. people are annoyed by this because I keep ranting about the same fucking thing. But that's the fact that I've been ranting about the same fucking thing for 10 fucking months and nothing has fucking changed shows you I'm probably onto something. It's it is absolutely mind blowing that people are defending this purely because of an emotional reaction they have to the people that disagree with them. It's not even the disagreement, it's not the argument, it's not the facts laid out. It's the people it's the people themselves disagreeing that trigger these people into waving their hands and not listening at all. And it is so fucking stupid. You're looking like a moron. Just like when AOC said the world's going to end in 12 years if we don't do something to address climate change. Everyone just goes, ah, yeah. No, I, she's not dumb. But if some guy goes, ah, uh, yeah, there's actually no provable evidence that masks are doing anything for asymptomatic people that are walking around. Take his medical license away. Yeah, let's fucking censor that guy. Yeah, I can find a goddamn ton of videos about flat earth theory or, you know, what fucking have you. Right. Again, you can go on YouTube right now and find a documentary called Loose Change, a million documentaries on Loose Change, secondhand Big. sources, about 9-11 being an inside job. Bigfoot. I can you find can, Bigfoot you can find, videos. You can, you can find the lunar landing was uh, made up. None of these people give a fuck about disinformation unless it offends the people that they fund. It is so patently obvious, and yet all the people that are constantly lecturing me about how they want to speak truth to power are total incurious mutes when it comes to the billionaires because they're so easily bought off by these billionaires that the, the second they virtue signal and they have a black box in their Instagram page, you, you just got bought off by Jeff Bezos. All you, you guy that think you're fighting the machine, you little revolutionary, you saw a black box on Jeff Bezos' fucking Instagram and go, oh, he's on our side. Cool. Yeah, let's not talk about him anymore. Meanwhile, you pretend to stick up for the working class when you fucking bark at some guy that owns a shitty deli trying to make money and then you applaud some fucking millionaire's wife for getting a PhD in education. Pick 
better victims and pick better heroes because you guys are starting to look real dumb. Okay. Moron! Sorry. <laughs> Ditto. Anyway. Um, thanks for writing in. Yeah, thanks for writing in, guys. If I pull that off, will you die? The answer is no, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, well, the bourbon's good. The bourbon is good. It's, yeah. And I, yeah, it is. No, I know. Oh, speaking of Mark the Shrek, the last thing I'll say. <laughs> he got on a plane and wore an N95 mask and a face shield. Oh, God, I loathe him. Pussy! Yeah, what a fucking pussy. I mean, you know? What a pussy. I mean, let's be honest. Lesbian. Les, lesbian. Honest. Yep. When we started this episode, had nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yep. Here we are. We said a bunch of shit. You ugly. Nothing minus nothing is nothing. So we're left with nothing. It's even got a cup holder. How's that smart? <laughs> right. I guess what I'm trying to say it's is... It's like that uh, uh, Billy Preston song. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. That's right. That's correct. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is that's it, Derek. That's fucking it. So write us an email. It's dot the dot Tim's at gmail.com. It's dot the dot Tim's at gmail.com. Do you understand me? That was really a pr- productive segment, wasn't it? We can keep you anonymous if you want. We've done it already with two different people. They're both anonymous. It's not just something that one person can do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You don't need to be wearing a Guy Fox mask while typing out the email either. No, you don't. Um, Even if it's not anonymous, we'll honor the anonymity by not saying your name on the podcast. That is true. So you can write in. We can see your name. But we're keeping anonymous, all right? I thought Darren Hall was supposed to like write me an email about what he wanted me to say. Well, on here. He sets up guitars. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So Darren Hall will set up your guitar. If you go on Instagram, type in Darren Hall, H A W E, he'll probably do it. Yeah, he actually, funny you say that. Oh? He was like, oh, how much for ads on the podcast? I was like, how about you just fucking set up Tim's guitar? And he was like, dude, I'm in. Oh, I love it. All right, perfect. So. You'd actually be dumb to not have him set up your guitar. So, yeah. Okay. Got it. That's like a funny little... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. I, I should just shut the fuck up. But no, no, no. That's also like a funny little, uh, you know, debate mechanism that people use. What's it? Where they'll be like, either you're for lockdowns, or if you're not, then that means you are, by definition, a racist homophobe. <laughs> Um, so then your options are either to be a racist homophobe or to be okay it's like my, my uncle Mark used to always say he used to always end his letters to this guy Norman over and he goes <laughs> he goes if you have half a brain and I know he go if you have half a brain comma and I know you do comma you'll do the right thing and it's like you just said that you he has half a brain and you did it in a way where he f- walks away feeling like you complimented him <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's rich. <laughs> that's real rich. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start writing emails like that. Hey, man, if you have half a brain, and I know you do, you'll make this happen. If you're as intelligent as I think you are, poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. 
Oh, man. So I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's got to be it because I've got, I still have nothing. One of these days, man, I swear I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prepare. I know. Like you've only been saying that for 108 episodes. <laughs> yeah, we started saying that on like episode six. Remember that time I did prepare though? Yeah, it was great. I don't know if people liked it. They were like, "Bro, you were you were a little aggressive." I'm like, "Was I though?" Yeah, we just what we should do. Write us in if there's anything you want us to talk about. Ooh, that's good. I like you, this. You don't even need to give us like specific things to talk about. Just kind of topics. You know what I mean? Just say, hey, what what you guys take on this? Or what do you think about this? You can send us a link to like a weird article you saw in National Geographic or something and go, what do you guys think about this? That way, you can provide all the hard work of content and we can just cruise, but you're getting a better show out of it. Right, that's true. Help us help you. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 all right, should we play this out to a little No More Lockdown by Van sure. Morrison? Ian, what are the cards? No more government overreach. Yeah, is it called a... Uh, what the fuck is that? Is it called a cadence? So I can picture it. So on a keyboard, if you play C and then... Yeah, so, so your thumb's on C and you're doing the... Yes, dude. But there's... Yeah, fuck. You know what, Ian? Just write in, you fucking dickhead. Love you. I'm so sure,